welcome back to another episode of Stern Chats. And I'm graduating. Wait, what? I just got here. Yeah, it's true. It. I'm Steven, and I'm graduating. And I'm Devna. And I'm Justin. And welcome to a special episode today. Our very last one as co-hosts, guys. Speaking of which, where's Andrew? You know, Steven, it's impossible to get a whole group together at Stern. We always have so much going on. We miss him, but today we're going to do something really special. That's right. We're going off script. No guests, just us. Three close friends spilling all the stern secrets about our last two years here. Devna, Steven, and I are all full-time second-year MBA students and have loved being a part of the Stern Chats community. We have so much to talk about, so much to be proud of. Should we get started? Flip the switch and let's go. Cue that music. University Stern Campus, this is Stern Chats, the podcast that tells the hidden stories between the lines of someone's resume. In the interest of serving the Stern community, building relationships, and unlocking important life lessons, we present these stories to a wider audience. Welcome back to another episode of Stern Chats. I'm Justin Katches, and today I have two incredible guests, Stephen and Devna. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, come on, Justin. We aren't letting you off the hook that easy. Besides, who gave you your own show? I'm just kidding. But today is really special. The three of us are going to reflect, share our thoughts about Stern, and say a final goodbye to Stern Chats. My only goal today is to make it through this episode without crying. I had to buy tissues this morning. It's all so overwhelming. It's very real, but we're going to have a great time with it. And I think we'll definitely need those tissues on standby. But I think we should get right to it. And I'm actually curious. I'm going to be the one that's asking the first question around here. So both uh, to you, Justin, and to you, Devna, feel free whoever wants to take this first. Did you get what you initially came to Stern for? Experience, recruiting, friends, all of it. Give me your thoughts. Deb, take it away. So I have a TED Talk that's unpublished and for my friends that I say often where I think that everyone with an MBA, we come in so transactional. You know, we want mm. the great job. We want to pivot careers. We don't know who or what we want to be when we grow up. And all those boxes have been checked for me at Stern, right? Leadership experience, learned a lot in the classroom, got a great internship, getting a great job, all those things. But I never knew how much that I would change in two years here and how everything I've learned outside the classroom has been a master class in love, friendship, respect, honesty, commitment. I have just learned so much more here that um, I am just so grateful that I came to Stern. Hmm. It's funny that you mentioned like, you know, you use the phrase when we grow up, right? And it's like, well, we, we're all adults here, right? Like we're high functioning, like potentially capable of- <laughs> That's of, loaded. Of, of, <laughs> of like, you know, you know uh, being, being responsible adults and adding value to society on some level. Um, but what's interesting, Devin, and I agree 100% uh, with, with all the things that you just said. But um, for me, it was like the word networking, I always viewed in the context of my professional career, right? Mm. Like I'd meet people who would help me get the job or would help my kids get into college or, you know, who would become, uh, you know, colleagues down the road if I wanted to find, you know, start a business. But what it really means is that like you develop and you find these people who you didn't see coming and you didn't expect. And these are the people that become your friends, right? They become your family. 
And to me, that's the Stern network that that is meaningful, right? That's the one that's going to be there on your sunny days and your rainy days, uh, to quote the esteemed Devna Shukla. Uh, and for me, I think that's something um, that I didn't expect to get here, right? That I didn't expect to to find when I when I walked in the doors, but has been the most rewarding part of this experience. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I think I came into school not really knowing what to expect in regards to the education, the experience. And I've been so blown away by the relationships that we've been able to build uh, here at school. And I, I actually, I remember when I was thinking about coming to business school, I was like really self-conscious about coming from government to business school, thinking like, oh my God, nobody's going to care about the things that I care about. And I'm going to feel like a total outcast of sorts. And I've been just so surprised by uh, how much people do care and about not just like the issues of the world, but about each other. Um, and that was something that I just completely under-indexed when I came here. And then you throw that experience in New York City. And, you know, I know you guys were both living here in New York, but I'm, I moved here for school, and I just have fallen in love with this city and with this place. And even I was just, like, walking here on the way to the episode, and, like, Washington Square Park to me is so synonymous with my Stern experience that, you know, I feel like it's so underutilized. But when, every time you go out into that park, it's just there's an energy about it. It's vibrant. You get the sense that you're in a university. Um, I'm really going to miss that. But it was something I was not expecting. But, oh, my God, what a thrill it's been. Are you happy to came, that you came to New York? And I guess, Justin, are you happy that you stayed in New York? Oh, I'm thrilled that I came to New York. I, as a child, I always wanted to live here. And I, it's kind of silly because I think having loved and watched Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, as a child, <laughs> and that being my favorite Christmas movie, like very subconsciously, I was like, I want to live in New York. This looks like the most amazing city in the world. And I can confirm on today's podcast, Making News, New York City is, in fact, the greatest city This in the is going to come back to haunt you when you're on the That's right. That's right. <laughs> All the receipts for Stephen. Um, yeah, I am, I am happy I stayed. I actually um, I wanted to go elsewhere in the world for business school, but decided to come to NYU. Uh, and it actually worked out really well because I'm leaving New York after this and, and trying my hand at the West Coast. Uh, so, Stephen, I'll be switching places with you. That's right. Um, but, yeah, I think... I think I'm happy I stayed because my family's here and I could balance kind of the business school mania with still having them a part of my life, right? And still being able to see my brother who lives you know, two minutes from campus, be able to hop on a train and be home with my parents uh, in 45 minutes, right? So for me, it was uh, as I look to the future and what a you know six-hour flight is going to be uh, to come home, I'm happy that I spent these two years here. Um, and I think just to to go back to your point about, um, Stephen, to your point about uh, developing these personal relationships, I think there's an attitude about people who come to this school, right? And it kind of goes in one of two ways, right? You can be the transactional person. You can be like, I am salary focused. I am job focused. Mm. And then there's kind of this group of people who are very open, right? Who embrace the unexpected, right? Who are okay with discomfort and are okay being challenged and challenging their own worldviews. Because that's how I was when I came here. And it was painful and confusing and I felt conflicted at times. But when you make it past that and you make it through that, it can be incredibly rewarding, right? And that's where, yeah, that's where the growth comes from, right? That's why I feel like if I met NBA one Justin on the street, I wouldn't recognize him, right? I don't know who that person is anymore. What about you, Devna? Are you glad you stuck around in New York? I am. So like the stern PR plug of, you know, why it's so awesome to be here is that it is really cool. Someone who's so passionate about big tech 
that I can basically run to meet an alum at Facebook that's literally like Facebook is closer than like our sweet green here. So I can run there and meet someone and come back to class. I think the value about being in a big city, meeting people when you're out and about um, who want to hear your story or part of the certain network is amazing. I think also to Justin's point about like friends and family, I had a lot of friends here who really sustained me during the first year, Mm. during those really like trying difficult times where I'm like, do I have friends here? Where do I fit in? What am I doing? And they've been so supportive. And they've been also more supportive as I've sort of decreased the volume on them and increased the volume on Stern. Yeah. That just to have these moments to share with them. So like when I have my birthday party, they're literally like a subway ride away and they can come and enjoy these moments. Um, But New York is a really interesting place where you know when it's like calling you to come here. I think you also know when it's time to say goodbye. Mm. I think I'm in that really interesting spot. I've lived here for ten years now. Oh, so Never you, you're wa- an official New Yorker. Now, I guess right? so. I, it was ten years I was here. Is like I guess the so. But like every, as, as so judged by. But like every great relationship, <laughs> the ten year itch where I'm like maybe it's time to leave because I never thought I would move here. Okay. Um, moved here for a job right out of undergrad from UCLA, and then now I'm like, well, what else is there? If you can make it in New York, you can do anything. So where is that anything, and where is it located? Mm. So um, in true Stern Chats fashion, let's talk about the program. Let's talk about the <laughs> podcast because, uh, Devin, you come from a journalism background. Um, I'm curious for, for you two, did you expect to get involved in this? How did you wind up here and how has your experience been with the program? This is where I'll start crying. I can already feel it. Um, I had no idea. So I never listened to a podcast in my life. I don't even think I really knew what Stern Chats was when I first started, but I got this email I think it was from Richa, who's one of our executive producers next year, who was like, hey, we heard that you worked in news and for CNN. You have a cool story. Do you want to do this interview? And I honestly just like showed up and was like, oh, cool. Like, let me find where the studio is. Let me sit with Frank and Sherry. And that interview, I think, was an inflection point during my time here at Stern because people then went from, oh, the girl who worked at news to the girl who like really fought, you know, fought for like truth and honesty and good journalism and has a point of view. Um, and then I'm so grateful for the blessing to be a host and, and one of the co-hosts with you guys. It is something in my day when my day is jam-packed that brings me the most joy. I might dread coming here like, oh, my God, now I have to interview this person. And what if they think I'm dumb? And, like, do I have good questions? And then I get in this studio and I sit in this space and it just makes me so happy. And, and you're such a natural. Thank you. And your voice just pops on the radio. I mean, you, you've got it all. <laughs> Thank you. Come on. Have come you on. ever gotten that compliment before? <laughs> oh, yes, I have. But also, like, my friends and family. It's really cool, though, because my friends who might have started listening to hmm. my episode or an episode that I um, co-hosted, they listen to all the episodes now. So they'll be like, oh, my God, Stephen and Justin did a great job with this person. Or we heard Andy Hamilton's episode. And so it's cool to see that, like, the content is here and the passion is here. But I'm just so grateful because I never thought I would be involved with something like this. And um, it's really helped me continue my passion for just listening to people and and talking to them, too. Yeah, I feel the same way. I knew I wanted to get involved primarily because I have always been fascinated by radio and podcasts. And uh, actually, when I was an undergrad, I actually auditioned for my local NPR station to be the person that, you know, like... Morning edition is brought to you by J.P. Morgan Chase. Blah, That's blah, blah, the blah, least blah. surprising thing I've ever heard. And uh, <laughs> I didn't get a call back, so that was pretty devastating. They're and lost. Then, yeah, they're, they're lost. They're lost. You're too expensive for them now. That's right. <laughs> and then when I was living in Washington, actually NPR did like a national competition to be the new, you're listening to NPR. You know, like they were looking for that, and I tried that, swung out again. But so I was like, okay, I want to do radio or something at NYU, and I'm so glad that we found this podcast. And ironically enough, the first time I met Justin Katchis over here was during launch. We were at 
the Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight, if you recall, we're at some party. Conor McGregor. Conor oh, that's McGregor, right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Where's the time gone? And uh, <laughs> we got to talking, and we were talking about politics, and then we started talking about Pod Save America, and then we said, "Hey, we should do like a podcast at school." I've and literally never heard this. You've never heard the story, and I'm shocked. Yeah, it was actually really amazing, and I remember like we swapped um, contact information, and. Justin, we did it, man. We made it happen. We made it. And uh, I think that's what's really cool about Stern, right? Is like, I guess in any graduate school program, like you can go and do the things that you've always wanted to do. You have a second chance to take advantage of those opportunities. And like, we're all super busy. We've all involved in like a million things here. But I think Stern Chat specifically has been the most fun, the most creative outlet, just a complete blast. And I, and I hope that we can continue to do something like this. Absolutely. time here. It's funny that there's a there's a second half of that story, which is once Stephen and I join Stern Chats in official capacity, yeah. we embark on on our first assignment together. Oh, here we go. Which <laughs> is at which is at the Barclays Center yep, for right. the annual Stern v Uptown School basketball game. And so it's pouring rain out, just like downpouring. And Steve and I don't really know each other that well at that mm-hmm. point. Um, we've had a couple conversations. We decided to do this thing. So we're sitting in the second row watching people, uh, watching people warm up. And one of the guys who works there walks over and goes, sees us with the microphones and walks over and says, hey, do you guys want to, uh, you want to announce the game? And Steve and I look at each other like, this man has no idea what he's about to get into. We're like, like at Barclays Center? Like you want us to <laughs> do the announcement? Clearly Steven. like 10 people called out sick that day for them to ask you guys. <laughs> it was Steven's our big like, break. Look at me now, NPR, on the Barclays MC. Uh, so we get to our first interview and uh, it's with a coach uh, of the Stern team. And we're holding the mic in, in front of him, and we do this great, like, five-minute interview asking all the questions. And then I look down at the recorder, and it's off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so from, from those, uh, those stutter steps at the beginning uh, to really hitting our stride with you guys, it's been definitely a creative outlet, definitely something that has been unexpected. Uh, and I think kudos to, to all people here at Stern who, uh, who look for opportunities to stretch themselves mm-hmm. in new ways, right, and try new things uh, because it's possible here. It's very true. So beyond Stern Chats, what other experiences here at Stern? Like, did you push you out of your your comfort zone that may have surprised you in some way? When I look back at Stern, I think it comes down to choosing faith over fear. And what that means is that you're scared, but you do it anyway. So I think every experience have I've had probably at the school is under that mantra. Um, what comes to mind, though, is international travel. So I've been international before, never really as an adult, never with like 30 random people from Stern. Um, but in terms of like trying new things, being open, um, being sort of uncomfortable, I think the spring break track where I signed up to go to Hong Kong and Tokyo with literally 30 strangers mm. was a turning point for sure. That's where I, I feel like I really met you, Stephen. We're like, I listened to your podcast, but we had seven days in Asia to hang out together. Yeah. Um, what an amazing experience that was. Yeah, yeah. And the cool part is that like, our group and our quirky Hong Kong, Tokyo family is still very close. We hang yes. out. Often we find different ways just to keep in touch and hang out and spend time together. Um, but always, always centers around sake bombs, which yeah. I'm never mad about. <laughs> which is apparently not a, a Japanese thing. It's apparently a Western thing. Shocking. Seven, seven Days in Asia is going to be a great HBO miniseries one day. Yeah, one right. day. <laughs> one day. If only you knew what happened on that trip. But then looking at that spring break trip to going to Tanzania and Tanzania mm. with Justin and some of our closest friends. And I think there's something about going international, traveling with people that you don't know, but then also traveling with your best friends. Because yeah. I remember saying on that trip, we're going to come home and you're gonna, you're either going to like love me like 10 times more or you're going to be like, 
why am I friends with this person? <laughs> because traveling, when you're uncomfortable, you're flying for 24 hours, you're out of your element, um, can really show the best and worst parts of yourself. But I'm glad that I did these experiences. They were expensive. You know, they're time consuming. They can be stressful. But at the same time, they were so worth it that I'm so glad. And they're worth every single dollar I spent on those. Thank you to the Department of Education for making these last <laughs> two years possible. <laughs> it's uh, it's true, right? The, the value of shared experience really brings people together. Yeah. Um, for me, I think... It was uh, Stern Speaks, which for our listeners mm-hmm. is uh, a weekly or biweekly event where uh, one or two students will get up and share a story about themselves. It's uh, very private uh, and very intimate. Um, but, but I think, in, in my view, probably one of the best things that this, this school has. Uh, it's also very unique to Stern in terms of the way that we do it. Uh, for me, it was getting up and sharing the experiences that, that I had gone through. Um, I'm typically... A, a pretty private person. Um, I don't like to show weakness. I don't like to show vulnerability. I don't like to show uh, emotion a lot. And this exercise was, for me, an area of exploring all of those things, right? Of being vulnerable in front of your classmates, of bearing your soul and talking about how you were hurt and lost uh, and confused and wounded, but then how this community can lift you up, right? And mm. For me, that is that is way way outside my comfort zone, right? Um, you know, as as the oldest of of four brothers, shout out to to, to my bros. Um, it uh, it was it was a, a a shift in the way that I had conducted myself in life up until that point, right? Which is always to be like strong. I'm leading the way. I know where to go. Follow me to. I'm human, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel pain and I question myself and I don't have all the answers. Um, so for me, it was pretty transformational uh, from that standpoint. But again, right, if you are open to it, uh, you can come out stronger on the other end. It's cool, though, because we've all done a Stern Speaks, which is very rare, I think, to yeah. find any group. But it's interesting. I think that you had a really... I don't want to say your experience was positive, but I think that you felt sort of the community react to your speaks in such an enormous way. And mine was very different. Mine was like I did my speaks. It was incredibly difficult to do. Essentially, at Stern Speaks, you have like anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes to basically talk about what you want to talk about. You practice, you prep, all those things. And it was, I remember when I gave my Stern Speaks, it never got easier. It just got harder. And I'm someone who's very comfortable. Yeah, I'm comfortable public speaking. It doesn't phase me. And at the on the other side, though, it was like I watched my video back and I was proud of myself. And I don't know that I got like a ton of reaction from people. And, you know, that's like a whole other thing about like how people react to your speaks. But for me, I, I watched my video and I said, I'm so proud of that person. And that person happens to be myself. And wow. that is a gift that you cannot get often in your entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, Devna, you're speaking at our graduation as well. Oh, goodness. Which, believe it or not. Is- I sure am. About a week away. Actually, yeah, a week from today. <laughs> so, you're the gift that keeps on giving Thank to the rest you. of us as well. Thank you. I appreciate you. Of course. So back to Stern Chats. We've all done many episodes, actually with each other. I think we've all co-hosted an episode sure. together mm-hmm. at some point. Um, what is your favorite episode? And favorite episode could be the one that surprised you. Just a moment on an episode that sticks in your mind. And you could have a top three, a top ten, all of them, none of them. I mean, how, which child do you love the most? I know, right? it's so true. I mean, come on. Uh, I would have to say my favorite one was with uh, President Andrew Hamilton. I thought that, you know, one, we prepared the most for that one. We felt like he was a pretty big 
uh, guest for the program at the time. And I think it gave us like some pretty decent validity throughout the rest of the school. Um, and he's so energetic and charismatic. And, mm. you know, it was just fun hearing him speak into the microphone and pick his brain on the various issues at school and learning more about his life. Um, and obviously I have to do this little shout out. I think we directly inspired him oh, for yes. his own podcast, which for those listeners out there, Andrew Hamilton, the president of New York University, now has his own podcast. Um, I'm waiting for my invite. I'm just <laughs> I'm waiting I'm just for saying. my royalties. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, That's what uh, I'm talking about. Shout out to the <laughs> president's office. Uh, don't forget <laughs> us because I think he actually said on the podcast that that was the very first one that he had ever done. That is true. Um, so yeah, I was really proud of that episode. I, I like to listen to it every once in a while. Do you have a favorite, Justin? So um, I have I have a favorite moment, um, which was when we were interviewing uh, Sonica Malhotra, um, who <laughs> graduated a few years ago, yeah. and uh, we were learning about her life uh, growing up in India, and she mentioned that she was into theater, and spontaneously uh, I asked her if she could sing for us. Yeah, that's right. And she actually sang on the program beautifully from memory on like right off the cuff. Uh, and it was it was just like a very spontaneous moment that kind of sticks out in my head. Uh, and also kind of like how much fun people can have with this, right? It doesn't have to be like a serious conversation all the time, right? Uh, that we can actually enjoy each other's company. And like it just feels like a conversation. And I hope our listeners get that as well. Um, for me, my favorite episode I think is is a bit more personal. Um, so I... Uh, we have a, I have a good friend here. We all have a good friend here, uh, Jasmine Cabeza, um, who's an MBA too. And uh, Jasmine and I have become very close over the last uh, year, but the first time that I met Jasmine was on this program, and it was an Ally Week episode in NBA uh, in our first year. And uh, I've gone back recently and listened to that because it's very rare that you have your first conversation with someone recorded, right? Especially someone who becomes a close friend. Uh, and you go back, and, and I'm listening to it. I actually listened to it with Jasmine. And it sounds like we've known each other for, you know, a thousand years, right? And Stephen, you were there. And we had this, like, really interesting conversation about allyship and what it means to be an ally and how to be an active ally. Yeah. Um, and you just, you just kind of, like, know at that moment, like, this is, this is, this is someone that I'm going to get to know better, right? This is going to be a person in my life going forward. Uh, so for me, it's really cool to have that kind of unique uh, lens that we can view our friendship in, like, from the very beginning all the way to, to where it's gone through now. It's true. My favorite moment is similar to the spontaneous singing is when we interviewed uh, Andrew and I, Namdi Obekwulu, MBA one, who is a, a spoken word poet. And he kept talking about this like Langston Hughes poem in theory and like, oh, I love this poem and I won for this poem. And I basically like swiveled my computer around and I was like, do you want to perform it? And he was like, I guess I have no choice. And it was so powerful to hear how someone like him has so much like depth and passion and power um, in his voice and in his talent that you never know what talent someone has, you know, walking to the studio. But my favorite episode is actually one that's near and dear to my heart. It's with uh, Seth Dallaire, Vice President Amazon. And Justin is laughing right now because he thinks I'm the biggest brown noser in the world. <laughs> but... <laughs> but why if I could say something this is the this is how our friendship works I say something nice he laughs at me and I'm like if I, you only listen to what I said you'd appreciate it so Justin and I spent the summer in Seattle at Amazon and basically being met and became friends there and many times we'd be like oh my god we can't wait to co-host together we can't wait to co-host together one day one day maybe Nation our executive producer will let it happen so we finally bamboozled everybody into letting us co-host and then we were like we need to get Seth 
what if we got Seth, the vice president of Amazon? How cool would that be? And in the back of my mind, I'm always willing to shoot my shot, but I knew that Amazon PR would have to approve it. And I was like, this could be a whole situation. And Amazon was incredibly lovely and supportive and was just like, yes, let's work on scheduling. Seth came in and just like dropped all this knowledge. We didn't sit there talking about, you know, Bezos and, you know, valuation and like their corporate strategy. We talked about life. We talked about the frugality of time. We talked about how are you intentional in your career? And so similar to Justin, it's very cool to capture this moment where I'm very grateful to become close to Seth and have very frank conversations with him. But to have it recorded in your life and to share it with people to be like, this is is why this person is so impactful in my life mm-hmm. and is another turning point in my time here at Stern is a really beautiful gift to have too. And we'll have it for forever. This right? year. We'll look yeah. back on these. It was a great conversation. Yeah. I loved listening to you. Thank too. you. Yeah, you did a great job. Thank you. You know, we've talked a lot about people here though at Stern. And so I'd love to ask if there's a person at Stern who's inspired you to think differently. Ooh. I could go first if you want to. Yeah, please. please. So, again, this is where I probably start to cry. Um, so Stephen and I had lunch a month ago, and it was a beautiful day. I think it was a Thursday. We went to this, like, little Italian place, sat outside in the sun, and I think I know Stephen pretty well. But we had a conversation that struck me in many ways. I thought about basically every day since. One is because we didn't talk about anybody else but ourselves and our families. So it wasn't one of those conversations where we're talking about the latest gossip or, like, what's going on or, like, just, like, really high-level stuff. We talked about basically what makes Stephen tick. In that moment, I realized (laughs) that there are two types of people in the world. You know, there are people who are very friendly and positive, I think, get a bad reputation sometimes because people are like, "What's what's their story? Like, they're always, like, happy. Like, it just feels very strange. But the reality is it's very difficult to be happy. It's very easy. It's very lazy to be negative, hateful, and very dark. Mm. And what I learned in this lunch and uh, one lesson I'm taking with me moving forward to improve myself is that Stephen chooses to love life and to be positive because of the things that he's gone through and the things that are he's still going through. And in that moment, I sat there in the sunshine, you know, with our pizza, eating lunch, and thought, like, this is a conversation I hope to share with my kids one day. Wow, that you. Thank you. Just have yeah. a choice. You have a choice of whether you're going to be positive, choosing faith over fear. And in that moment, you know, Stephen really, really changed the way I thought about how I want to conduct myself and the person that I want to be. Well, I mean, Devna, thank you. This is the first time you've told me this. Yeah. Um, and I'm not often at a loss for words. Um, you both know me well enough for that. <laughs> but thank you. I, I also enjoyed that lunch a great deal. And you're right that... It's rare when you can just have the opportunity to just catch up with another human being and just get to know one another. Um, And I think that's what I'll miss most about just having the time to do this with friends. Um, And Devna, I'm so grateful that I got to know you through this this podcast because I I kept hearing about Devna, 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 Devna. Oh, my God. She worked at (laughs) She's everywhere. She's got an Emmy. Oh, I can't wait. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just so grateful that we were able to take our friendship, like, that next step. So... Uh, that really means a lot to me. I appreciate you saying that. Of course. Thank you. What about I think, you, Justin? I think um, one of the people who uh, inspired me to think differently uh, is a favorite professor of ours, uh, Nate Pettit. Mm. Um, he won Professor of the Year this year. He gave a, a last lecture. Um, also Stern Chat's faculty advisor. Oh, that's right. I, I was getting there. I was getting there. You know what? Also Stern Chat. Fa- Thank you, Debna. Thank you, Debna. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, in his uh, leadership and organizations class, which I highly recommend to all incoming MBA students here at Stern, uh, he challenges the class to have a difficult conversation. 
uh, with someone that you love, someone that you know, someone that you had a past conflict with or family, friends, whoever it is. And he, you know, he leaves it open where, you know, if you want to kind of mail the assignment and you have the way, you know, you have the ability to do that, to make it up. Um, But he really encourages you and challenges you to look within yourself and have this difficult conversation uh, and write about it. And for me, that one assignment kind of transformed the way that I think about honesty and truth in my relationships, uh, particularly those with those people who I feel very close with, right? And um, I think before that, before that experience, I always tended to, you know, try and not rock the boat, try and downplay things that were conflicts, try and just kind of maintain the status quo and, and get through the next day. And after that conversation, after having, you know, painful, difficult moments with people that you really care about, to then write and reflect on it and then see how that relationship has grown afterwards has changed the way that I think about it, right? And, and there's a good quote that says, uh, the measure of someone's success is usually or, – or someone's success can usually be measured by the number of difficult conversations that they're willing to have. Uh, and I think that really hit home. I actually wrote that quote on his thank you card to him uh, as a professor, but uh, it really inspired me to lean into those different difficult conversations uh, and embrace them as a way for growth through uh, through the various relationships in my life. Yeah, oh, that class that. is is incredible. Because another part of that class, I was a teaching fellow for it this past semester, is also about, also about active listening. And are you actually listening to what someone says? Are you giving them the space to talk? Or are you just reacting and trying to fill in the void where you can? But, you know, it's funny. I um, had to have a difficult conversation with this week with a friend. And I leaned on that same class for like literally the one millionth time this week. I couldn't believe how a conversation in class about having a difficult conversation could change who you are. And that I was able to learn that in business school of all places. Yeah. Is that surprising to you that you found that lesson? I think so, because, you know, people come in here and think like, oh, I need like quant or qualitative classes. But like, what's a class or what's a teacher? What's a a book that's going to change the way that you operate in the world? Operate's a terrible word, but operate in the sense of like function, choose, um, be yourself. What is your default setting? Are you coming to school to change your default setting or are you coming to reinforce it to be that same like 1.0 version of yourself? Because I think my hope is that for everyone who comes through these school doors is that you will become better, mm-hmm. whether you choose it or that it happens to you or you're forced to basically show your strength during difficult times. That is my biggest hope for everyone, that you can leave saying, like Justin said, I don't know that I recognize a person before, but I'm so grateful that person is sort of like in the early chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for those like maybe just beginning their MBA or listening and thinking about coming to, starting a graduate school program, I think it's important that you allow yourself that room to grow and surprise yourself. And at the same time, I think also recognize what you're really good at already, right? Like Professor Handler mentions like we all have these gifts and you don't necessarily know that they're gifts because you just kind of take it for granted and mm-hmm. you just, you do it every day. And I think it's nice to be able to come into an environment where you're learning from others, but you can also like bring your best self to other people as well. And it's just like, what a great environment where you can take two years out of your life to just focus on that. So I hope beyond, to your point, Devin, the quantitative and learning how to do accounting and all these other skills that I find I might be not that great at after two years, um, you find some t- some time for self-discovery as well. And that that's the important stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you can you can learn how to build a model here. You can uh, learn how to case here, right? And that'll get you your first job and that'll get you mm. your first promotion. 
But what's important is what's going to make you a leader, right? What's going to make right. you successful down the road. And I think those, those are the experiences and the classes you want to index on. Without a doubt. So uh, one thing that we all share in co common is being launch captains. Yeah. So launch, uh, it's actually no, I think we are the last. We are the last launch captains. We are the last launch captains. It's now called orientation. You're mm -hmm. going to have orientation leaders, which is. Oh, I didn't even realize they were rebranding the, the program. <laughs> There's always a rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have new elevators, so they're rebranding everything. <laughs> yeah. um, so a launch captain is essentially an orientation leader where uh, a group of MBA twos takes the last two weeks of their summer, comes back to campus early, uh, wakes up at 7 a.m. and guides and introduces the new class of MBA students here to the Stern community. Um, and just one note, we're not paid for it despite the hours. Uh, right. But it, it, is, it was one of the most rewarding experiences that I had done. And again, one of those things that you're kind of like, hey, I like being around people. I'd love to get the, to know the new class. Let me just try this out. Uh, but ends up being like one of the most rewarding experiences that you, that you have here at Stern. So all three of us were launch captains. I'm curious, what is it about being a launch captain that drew you to it? And then what was your experience going through that? Um, I knew I wanted to be a launch captain uh, primarily because I was taking this new role through student government. And President. Uh, Co-president. Thank role. you. That's right. Um, and so I, I knew I wanted to be super involved with a new class. Um, and so what an opportunity to be able to meet 400 of your new classmates uh, right before school starts. But then also I think it was fun being involved with them throughout the year. So through recruiting and through... Um, just life advice and block time as we have it. Um, I really enjoyed that. And I felt compelled to do that because I think what's something that really surprised me here at Stern was just how many people came to my help and my aid every step of the way. Like, it's overwhelming, right? Like, our MBA twos, the amount of time that they took out of their day to help me case and help me navigate this, like, new landscape that was appearing before my eyes. Um, it was overwhelming in a lot of ways, but in such a good, good way. And I think that's what makes our community so exceptional is that people do feel committed to continue to contribute and give back. Um, and pay it, and it forward, it, right? Pay it forward. And it never feels like work because no. it's, it's, it's just fun, you know? And then, you know, we get to do a boat cruise in there and like happy hours and all the rest is all fun too. But it's just been really rewarding to get to know the next group of, of students. And I hope they get to do that with their, with the, the new batch of MBA ones. It's so true. I'm often motivated in my life to try to make things better. So I was lucky to have Sherry Holt, co-founder of Stern Chats, is one of my launch captains, but I didn't. I didn't really feel super connected to a lot of MBA twos. There's probably mm. maybe like five of them who I really feel like I could still text or call right now being like, I need help with this or something. And so I thought like this this should be different, right? Because I, I am very aware of how strange it is to come to the school and not know, not know where you belong and to get your footing and to be scared that you're going to fail accounting and like, you know, just have all these questions. And so I applied for it. But sometimes I wonder why we all applied for it. Because like Justin said, it's not paid. It's totally voluntary. And you basically have to shortchange your summer um, vacation. Yeah. You know, like Justin and I finished at Amazon on Friday and um, came to launch on Monday, which is a very, very sharp turnaround to become that. <laughs> but 
to that point of like making a big school smaller. Yeah. You know, I love our lunch Camden group so much. It's a crazy mix of the most different people. We're one big family. I feel like we all understand each other's role in la- the launch captain group. And just the amount of gratitude these wonderful MBA ones who are becoming MBA twos have, they see it. They are so extraordinarily grateful. When I've had hard times at the school, that's the one, Baby Block Six, shout out to you, who will send me emails. They always say, I just want to pay it back because you did so much. And like your presence, your care, your love means a lot. And so I never want anyone to feel alone, at least if you're one of our block kids, um, because you do have resources. You do have a family here and community. It just sometimes Mm. takes time. Yeah, it's a great mechanism to express that love, right, and to make that initial connection because it's difficult in classes. We're kind of separate. They're all doing their core. Then they make the group of friends. Then you just kind of pass by, you know, two ships passing in the night. Right. Uh, it's interesting. One of the things that surprised me the most is that Stephen and I were both uh, Block 2 launch captains, and I've had – there are actually, I think, a ton of Block 2 NBA ones who are going to be launch captains next year. And they've come up to me and be like, I'm going to be the Steven of next year's launch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Interesting. Nobody ever says they want to be the Justin of next year's launch captain. <laughs> you got you to set the bar high. <laughs> or low, depending on Justin, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's about uh, inspiring the next class, right, to, yeah. to do as you do. Um, we talk a lot about uh, culture here at school, but... The really interesting thing about business school is that it change it turns over every two years, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, in a year's time, we won't know anybody at this school, which is just like a mind blowing thing. Unless we convince your brother to apply, that's my new yeah. summer project. <laughs> right? Or we when, need we need some person inside to to apply. And when Devna's a professor, let's be honest. <laughs> I did tell my nephew last night that if he goes to Stern, I will pay for it. Oh, he's a he's a bright but, three years old right now. Okay. Um, okay. So he was like. Cool, but I was like, listen, this is a great offer that you will want to take up one day, my friend. By that time, it only cost $2.5 million to go here. Yeah, right. Worth right, every right, penny. Right. Worth it all. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, you know, I feel like launch is is a really good way to kind of set the tone and pass on the culture that we've established here, right, of openness, of acceptance, of respect, of allyship. Uh, and I felt like that was a great mechanism to do so. So I'm curious, when you guys walked in here, what did you feel – what did you expect the culture to be like at business school and at Stern? How did you find it? And then how have you tried to influence it? Ooh. Wow, that's a doozy. Um, I think I thought that it would be kind of to my I earlier thought. point. I think I thought. <laughs> <laughs> also, Justin's always live copy editing when you speak. You just say what you want to say. It's out of love. Speak your truth, right? You can't turn it off, right? Uh, to my earlier point, I think... I, I was going to say it again. I think I thought most of our classmates would be um, more focused on just like their own path and like I'm here to go to school. I'm here to get my next job. I'm not really focused on like the larger community. Um, and so I was really surprised by like how much people really opened up and were involved in a lot of different things. And, you know, I can only say that through my lens, you know, being involved with student government, it was always our goal to try to get as many people involved as possible. So even if you didn't have a leadership role, it was like, okay, what ideas did you have? How did you want to contribute? How can we collaborate with other clubs? That was always like a number one priority. And then I would also say like thinking through like my outclass perspective, you know, I personally was not out when I was an undergrad. And so to be able to come to a community and find that through outclass and just find this amazing group of individuals that make up, you know, the wide spectrum of the LGBT community, that personally meant a lot to me. And, you know, we do a lot of events and those guys are like my best friends that I've made here at school. Um, and 
to be able to host events and have the larger Stern community come and support that. So whether we're doing a workout class that's raising money for charity or we're doing Schools Out So Are We, which is our last party of the year, it always means a lot. The best party of the year. The best party. Thank you, Justin. You heard it here first, folks. Um, (laughs) That, to me, always meant a lot when I saw classmates, not necessarily part of that class, show up. And so I hope in that spirit that people do show up for each other and they show up for the other clubs and affinity groups and the causes that they care about. Um, and so, yeah, that was something I really enjoyed in my time here at Stern. I remember on a taping of the Stern Chats with Andrew, something to the effect of, like, there's two schools of thought when you come to school. One is you're going to see your friends and family in two years, like, see you later. And yeah. the other, which is like, no, I'm going to basically over-index on my real friends, my real family, and school will just be like a job. And I remember telling Andrew, like, I'm the second person. I'm not going to say goodbye to these people for two years. That's crazy. Like, this is just a place that you come and just, like, leave in the evening and go home and you you live your real life. Um, but the culture here, it just, like, it wraps you in. And and one thing that I'm going to say in my graduation speech is the idea that every time I see a Sterney, whether it's been five minutes or five days ago, they give you a hug. And that, to me, is, I think, a really telling part about our community. I mean, listen, if you don't like hugs, you're going to like them because you're going to need them (laughs) on a tough day. You're going to want them when you're celebrating something great. But I just didn't think that it'd be so open and beautiful and also still challenging, right? I thought it was networking. I thought you come here to make sure that your LinkedIn is intact and that if I ever called somebody that they'd be like, oh, cool, I'll give you a referral for this job. But these are the people now that I've met, especially in our core group of friends that we, the three of us share, that are going to be there for all these life milestones, for the bad days at work, for when I have a question, for when, you know, whatever pops up in life or whatever doesn't, whatever joy happens, whatever joy we create, um, which I don't think is what people think about when they come to business school. But I think it's, I hope it's a stern uh, quality and something that makes stern special. But I also think it's indicative of our classmates and professors and administrators here too. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Yeah. Um, I think those are all, those are all correct. Um, I think for me personally, I expected the culture to be what I expected, right? Which means that I could walk in and feel comfortable in any room, right? And I'm someone who has nearly every privilege in their life, right? Um, From being white, straight, male, from an upper-class family, I didn't expect to be challenged, right? I didn't expect to... Uh, to feel uncomfortable or feel, not uncomfortable, but I think feel challenged, right? And feel uh, that that there was an opportunity for growth here, right? I thought it was just going to be like, I was a finance undergrad. I know what I'm doing. This is like a vacation. It's going to be great. We're going to travel and party the whole time, right? But what I, what I've experienced is very different. And Stephen, you mentioned outclass. I also want to mention uh, ABBAS, the Association of Hispanic and Black Business Students, uh, as well as SWIB, um, three, the Stern Women in Business uh, clubs, three uh, of the many here that uh, really promote the diversity uh, in our community and the diversity in business. Um, and for me, it was the culture that, that I think Stern aspires to is really captured in those organizations. And that is to be accepting, that is to have respect, that is to be an ally. And that is where I felt the most growth and the most kind of eye-opening experiences for me happened here within these doors. Um, And so, you know, how have I tried to influence it? I think I just tried to show up, right? I've tried to show up and be open-minded and and learn and and listen, right? Be an active listener. 
and take those experiences with me out into the world as someone who has the privilege that I do um, to understand people who are less fortunate in their and and their experiences and and take that to to be an ally to them right and to make a difference in in the ways that I can um, so I think that that is both the most surprising and the most rewarding part of this experience. I'm curious, you know, Stern talks a lot about IQ versus, and not versus, IQ and EQ. Is there a person or a story that reminds you of how and why IQ plus EQ, basically intellectual and then emotional intelligence, are so important and then really make up who a Sterny is? Do you have one? I mean, I sort of, I sort of have one, but I think I could come up with something <clears throat> better. My one is... um. So when you come to Stern, you get a block. And in your mm-hmm. block, there are like 60 kids. You are you're, you become a family. You support each other. You take your first your classes together. And, you know, some people come in with, like, incredible degrees in finance, accounting, probably PhD somewhere around there. And there's people like me who did poli-sci who are like, what's a regression? Where's my calculator from high school? You know, really struggling. Um, and I think it's really great first year to think about some of our classmates. One that comes to mind is our classmate Miguel who is very bright when it comes to math and classes like that. And he actually would have, like, office hours for us. He was not a TA. He had no business doing this, except for we were so panicked. And so we call him, like, our favorite TA and our favorite professor because he would spend a lot of time with us making sure that we were up to speed on doing well in stats and other difficult um, math-related classes. And that, to me, shows that, like, someone who is that, he's very bright and very talented, but also understands that he didn't want anyone in our class to struggle. And I think that really sh- uh, is also exemplified now as an MBA too. With any time you have a TF or a teaching fellow who's also an MBA too, so other people in our class like Chigusa, who I will text about valuation, or you know, anytime you have someone, I know Justin, you were a TF too. It's not about like you have to get the A or I can, I'm going to get the A and I want you to basically drown in this. It's about I know I'm going to do well, so can I help you do better? You know, a rising tide lifts all boats. I really mm-hmm. feel like. Every time someone in our class is very bright or very strong in a certain subject, um, they're willing to help and willing to spend yeah. their own personal time to get to make sure that you feel more comfortable. Yeah, I've never felt like in my time here that someone's success has to come at the expense of someone else's. Right? Exactly. Yes. And everyone's so collaborative and helpful, to your point, that just exudes that EQ yeah. that is promoted around here. Share all, this, all the cheat sheets. I have another small story I'd like to share. I have a lot of stories now that I'm thinking <laughs> of. Um, one is about anytime someone at the school tells you that they don't drink whether that's because of religious reasons, whether they have a past as a recovering alcoholic, as one of you know, our good friends has shared with us privately. But I love that this school and people at Stern know that just because you don't drink doesn't mean that you're not fun. Hmm. And just because you don't drink doesn't mean that you also don't want to go out and dance at a club till 3 a.m. or go to Beer Blast. And the fact that it's not a pressure point um, you know, people will ask, like, I know a lot of our classmates who don't drink, they'll ask, do you want a water? Or like, we're doing this thing together, we'll get you cider. And so that to me is a really small difference. Because again, coming to school, coming to business school, very heavy drinking culture, I think at every school across the board, but to know that you can come here and make a choice about what do you want to do in any given moment, any given day, um, whether you do or do not want to do something, the fact that people really respect that, if anything, they're sort of curious to hear about what led you to that point in that decision. But mm-hmm. it's never... It's ever a way to, like, eliminate people, I think, from a social circle, which is, I think, a really positive part about our community. Yeah. Totally. All right. As we near the end of our very final episode, the tears are flowing. The emotions are running high. Let's go to a speed round. So I will ask the first question. What is your favorite place that you've traveled to and why? Tokyo. 
Tokyo is incredible. We only spent four days there. It was the first time I ever felt really lost in a place because I didn't understand what was going on and was able to walk around Rome, explore this beautiful country and city, um, and do it with some sternies. I would say New Zealand. I had the opportunity to travel there for winter break. And just being in the car and driving into the countryside and seeing 10 waterfalls at once, I mean, it was just like unimaginable beauty. <laughs> I had no idea how gorgeous that country was and just how amazing it was to be able to experience that with my classmates. Yeah, I think mine was uh, Namibia, spring break first year. Um, just because it was so different than anything I'd ever done and really embodied just like taking a leap of faith and going on a trip that you never would have expected and having a really rewarding experience. Mm. In the movie That Is Your Life, what song would start playing on your first day at Stern? <sighs> That's a good one. Oh, Devna. Um, All right, Here I Go Again by Whitesnake. <laughs> <laughs> Say more. Um, it goes, here I go again on my own. Walking down the lonely road. I, walking down the only road I've ever known. Um, wow. Look at that. We, we just always bust in a song here on Stern Chats, <laughs> right? Here we go. I said, I've been inspired. Because uh, I think um, it's interesting because the follow-up question is, what is what is the song that would play when you walk out, right? And yeah. I think coming in, it was very alone, right? I was like, I didn't know anyone, had a very different life. Um, but then walking out, it's like, we are family. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This is going to be so corny, but I have to say, like, Frank Sinatra, New York, New York. Oh, I I hear that song, and I just, I, there's this emotion that runs over me about the city and the pride that I have living here. And I can remember listening to that song when I moved here and just being so excited to be in New York and to be starting Stern. And, and you know what? I got to say, it's probably my walkout song, too. Because, yeah. you know, it's just, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, as it's been said time and time again. And uh, that would be mine. How about you, Devna? I think so if we do... You know, intro and outro. <laughs> intro, I think, would be similar to be um, living on a prayer, I think. Oh. That's a small town girl. Oh. Um, and then, I don't know, I don't know why the song always comes to me. New York, New York is really great, but Sierra's level up. I think every time something crazy in the school happens, <laughs> or every time, like, I can't do something, it's like, you literally have to struggle sometimes to keep leveling up in your life. And my goal to come into Stern was to change the conversation of my whole life. And I think I've officially leveled up. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay. Um, what was your favorite class that you took while here at Stern? So my favorite class, um, I think LIO was, was a great one. But I think my favorite class was private equity finance, which uh, sounds daunting to people who uh, have not been in finance. Uh, but it, it was particularly rewarding because Gustavo Schwed was the teacher. Um, mm. And he's very successful as uh, as a PE investor, um, but really brings a sense of humor uh, and honesty to the classroom. Uh, it, I feel like I learned real tangible skills. Um, and he also gave a last lecture when he talked about life and and uh, to take you know to live in the present and to not take for granted all the experiences that you have right in front of you. And so to have a teacher who can do both of those things, I think, was really rewarding. And then on top of that, I TF'd. Uh, I was a teaching fellow for that class as well. So I got to know him even more um, and look up to him as a mentor. Uh, so I think for me, that was that was a really valuable experience. Mm -hmm. I struggle. I think LIO. I also can't really remember all the classes I took at this school, so I need to reflect back on it. Um, I also think Rich Hendler's business law class. So he is someone who spends a lot of time having these conversations about like how do you pick a great partner in your life and how do you make decisions and so he's one of those people who's so quotable who's also changed the way I think about myself and my life 
Um, one of my favorites is Love Me Enough to Tell Me the Truth, which yeah. I think is a very strong tenant in my life now. Um, but also, I think the people in your class make it too, right? It's the people who come there open, willing to learn. Whenever you roll into a class, you see all these people that you love so much. It makes a 9 a.m. class that much more bearable for sure. I would say uh, this may be controversial, but I really enjoyed brand strategy with Scott Galloway. Ooh. Yeah. Say more, Steven. You know, I have to say, you know, every <laughs> class, hmm, <laughs> hmm, every class felt like a performance of sorts. And I actually looked forward to it every single week. And I think he was my first exposure to this, like, eccentric, kind of out there, uh, successful business person who has had success not because he's wicked smart and the things he's been able to do, but ironically enough, I feel like I learned most in that brand strategy class how much your own brand juices valuations of the companies you own or the opportunities that you get to have or how people perceive you. And, you know, he's a controversial figure, but um, I always enjoyed hearing him talk um, and, and really, really enjoyed that class. To, to this day, I, I listen to his podcasts. I follow him on his YouTube videos. He has a new book coming out. I don't know if we'd be friends in real life, but I uh, but I enjoy in real, learning in real from life. Him. In real life, that's right. Do you remember my my stern chat shout out in that class? I do remember your stern chat shout, out. and now he has his own podcast too. You know what, Scott? You're Galloway, welcome. Yes, you, you are did welcome, it here Scott. First. Yeah, literally. I'll never forget that moment where I gave the shout out just for you in front of how many people? Two hundred people. That's I was right. like, I'm gonna give a shout out to Stephen right now. You know what, Scott Galloway and his one man show. It was an expensive ticket, but it was a ride. Thank you, Deva. That was a good flashback. All right. The final question. Okay. Here we are, two years after beginning this long journey, after studying and taking the GMATs however many times, <laughs> after writing essays, after applying, after showing up, going through launch, going through recruiting, going through spring break, going through the summer internship, coming back to school, going through launch, going through summer vacation or winter vacation in far-flung countries all over the world, spring break again, all the, different, all the different <laughs> activities that we've done. We have come to the end of the road or perhaps the beginning of something else. And so I ask you, what would you say to yourself uh, or someone else coming in on day one? Um, Stephen, Debna. I would say enjoy every minute if you can. You're going to have highs and lows like you will with anything else in life. But I think to be able to take two years to really invest in your education, invest in the type of person you want to be, invest in the risks that you'd like to take. You know, I think we all come to grad school thinking what we'd like to do and all the things we did not do maybe the first time we did college. And so, you know, whether for me personally it was this podcast or getting involved with student government or getting to know way more of my classmates – I knew I wanted to put myself out there. And every time I did, I was rewarded for it. Um, and so I would say to the person that's walking in on the first day, you have the entire world in front of you. It's amazing the amount of doors an MBA opens for you. And, you know, be excited, be adventurous, put yourself out there um, and have a great time because two years does go by in a flash. But I will say two years is plenty of time for a graduate school program. You're going to have an amazing time, but the world's waiting for you, and I'm excited to be a part of it. I would say be proud of yourself walking in. So everyone has overcome a lot of challenges to get to business school. You know, we are, like Justin and I have talked about earlier this week, arguably more successful than many people will be in their life if you define success by degree and mm. accomplishments and all that stuff. But how are you going to be proud of yourself when you leave? 
So I definitely came into business school and, and this experience. I liked myself and I'm leaving and I love who I am. I feel so grateful for the people who've chosen me to be friends with me every day on the sunny and rainy days. But I'm leaving with a greater sense of like what it means to be proud of yourself and who you are and a better sense of self. And it, some of it comes from just like life happening at you, right? Real, real life continues on, you know, outside these school walls, whether it's health, family, relationships, whatever. But at the same time, choose faith over fear. Faith in whatever you, you find strength in that you will get through and you will come out better. But also you got to stumble and struggle a little bit to get there, too. I'm going to quote uh, one of Devin and I's favorite people, uh, Brene Brown. And I would say to myself, do not be afraid to dare greatly. Um, mm -hmm. It's from a famous Teddy Roosevelt quote, which I'll read to you now. It goes, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. And so I would encourage everyone here not to be afraid, to be courageous, to do the things that scare you, to follow your fear, and to dare greatly, and you will be rewarded. What a way to end, what our, a way to end. our podcast. It's been a pleasure. It has been such a joy working with you guys these last two years. And for all our listeners at home, thank you for entertaining us. Thank you for spending 30 minutes to an hour of your time every week with us as we have the best time of our lives. We really could not have done this without you. The podcast has just taken off in so many ways. We're on so many different platforms now on Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes. And I think we're all very excited about the direction that the podcast is going in. But I know we'd be remiss not to mention some of the folks that helped make this all possible. Absolutely. Daniel Tennyson, Bob Kerr, Nisham Jamshidi, our executive producer, all the producers, um, our other co-host, Andrew Slotnick, um, Sherry and Frank for starting in certain chats, but but... As Stephen said, thank you for the gift of, of being able to have this conversation on tape with two people I care greatly about. Um, and we cannot wait to listen next season. That's right. And we hope you will, too. So this is Justin Katchis signing off. Stephen Avila signing off. Devna Shukla signing off and crying. <laughs> <laughs> Cue that music. <laughs>